Hey everyone, my name is Todd Schmink, and welcome to the From the Couch, where I dive into a variety of mental health topics designed to give you greater insight into how your mind works so that you will have greater psychological flexibility. In this presentation, which I'm going to break down into three separate components, just due to the length, I'm going to walk you through different things that you can use to set up your own team positive and being able to deal with distress. So this whole approach, this, this whole series is going to be on dealing with distress. And it's part of, again, the team positive support program for those coping with a chronic illness. I'm actually going to walk you through coming to term with your mind. That is understanding what that number one job of the mind is. And then I'm going to move into a little thought exercise, noticing what it is that you're buying into. So once we've discovered what it is that the mind does, how the mind actually works, then we're going to move into a small section to explore buying into those things. And we do this all the time. Then from there, I'm going to break down and look at and help you with all those different thoughts laid out, help you to walk through and find exceptions to the rule, to the thought that constantly is on your mind. And then finally, in that fourth section, I'm going to walk you through different energy management uh, strategies, because this is a, an incredibly important component, especially when you're dealing with a chronic illness um, and you have to go in and see the doc or you're on a particular regimen or on medication and it saps the life, the energy right out of you. So it's, it's hard enough to do this when we're healthy and managing work and life and, and play and love and all the different balancing acts that we have to do with family and friends and projects that we're doing. So let's just jump into the first concept, which is coming to terms with your mind. Now, what this actually means is that we want to pay attention to that there is two different minds going on. You have an observing mind, a mind that's non-judgmental, that's simply paying attention to everything as it's going on around us. And then there is the thinking mind. And the number one job of the thinking mind is in solving problems. That's it. And is going to do that regardless of whether you want it to or not. In a way, having this is a essential to being human. Just think about all the different things that you have to deal with on a day-to-day -day basis. You need the thinking mind out in front, making sure that it's, it's taking care of these things as they come up. And as a species, it was important for us to be able to plan for our future. That's basically what anxiety is, is noticing what might happen if we fail to take action and doing something about it. Now, another component about planning for the future, solving the problem, is that our minds have a tendency to begin to pay attention to only the negatives. That is, your mind really doesn't care as much about the positive components. If things are going well in your life, it does pay attention to that, but it's more interested in What's, what's going to disrupt my life? And if we're dealing with a chronic illness, well, that's disrupting your life. 
So it's going to start to focus on that. And if we're not careful, we're going to develop a behavior of constantly paying attention to and looking for those negative components. In a way, we're actually strengthening the muscle to become alert and then hyper alert. So it becomes important to recognize, to be aware of this number one job of the mind, to be aware of the concept of the mind and how it's actually working, the thinking mind, and allowing ourselves to do things that fall into one of the other categories, love, work, play, health. We want to move away from the health component or move away from the job component, move away from the play if you're doing too much of that and make sure that we're spread evenly. I have a whole other video that talks about these four domains that we should pay attention to. But remember that that number one job of the mind is going to constantly keep coming back to trying to solve problems to prepare for the future. So we need to take some steps back and allow the observing mind that is just being present in the moment, just enjoying those things that we work so hard in order to accomplish. We want to disrupt that pattern. We want to make sure that it's not the thinking mind all the time on and in a way, we're actually giving the thinking mind something to do. And all of this is what I mean about coming to terms with your mind, being aware of its number one job, of its number one focus. Now, I promised you I was gonna give you something to, to play around with. So I'm gonna move into a little exercise and play a little bit deeper into the concept of noticing your thoughts, noticing what you buy into. This is going back to that same component the mind trying to solve the problem is constantly going after and looking at what can I do to make this better? What can I do to make sure I survive, that my finances are good, that my job remains good, that my relationships remain good so that I don't lose these things. We are risk averse. We don't want to lose anything. And so we begin to tell ourselves stories. We come up with, with a, a story to describe a relation between one thing and another thing. And we buy into those thoughts. This is another mechanism that the mind is actually utilizing. It's how you can actually, if you're interacting with somebody and it's negative, and then you interact with them again and it's negative, and then you interact with them again and it's negative. Well, the mind's going to put those patterns together and it's going to tell you, oh, this person's going to be negative. You're buying into that thought. And sometimes that's exactly what you need to pay attention to. Don't go down this area. Don't do this. Don't do that. I mean, this is the learning process but we're often we become unconscious or we don't pay as much conscious attention to paying what it is that we're actually buying into so that leads me to a little exercise i would like for you to try it's something you can do to help to diffuse from any situation that's happening right now i want you to go ahead and pull out a sheet of paper and on that sheet of paper i'd like you to just write down thoughts for sale and or these are the, some of the current thoughts that are going on, or don't put a title at all, and simply write down a few thoughts that you might be having right now. I'm gonna fail at that presentation today. My friend doesn't pull his or her weight when it comes to the project that we're working on. Another thought might be, God, I'm, I'm so overwhelmed with everything going on right now. Another thought might be, oh, this, there's this pain in my shoulder and it's never going to go away. Write down a few of your own, just three, four, half a dozen. Take a moment, write them down. If you can, pause and just really take a moment to dive deep into this exercise. Write these things out on a sheet of paper. When you're ready, just click go and we'll move from there.
Okay, so I hope that you've written a few things down. And I'm just going to go back over the examples that I just gave you. So the first one was, do you want to buy into this? So now that I can actually see the thought out in front of me, the thoughts out in front of me, I can go through and like with all of these components, we want to remember what it is that we value the most, what matters the most. That gives us clues or keys as to what we want to do next. But first, we want to decide if we want to buy this, this thought in the first place. Is it going to be a useful, workable thought? So the first one, I'm, I'm going to fail at this presentation coming up. Okay, well, if I play with that and just look at it from multiple perspectives, is it even possible for me to predict that? I'm prepared, yes. Did I take the time to do this? Yes. Or maybe you didn't. And there would be a good reason to have that particular component. It's actually trying to motivate you to get ready. But let's just say that you have, that you've, you've done what you've always done. You've put several hours into putting together the presentation. You might fail. You might not. What does that even mean? What does the failure mean? And is buying into this, most importantly, is this buying into this going to make that presentation better, even if it's only half prepared for or is it going to be another added stressor during the presentation itself? In other words, is it going to be useful? The second one, person X that I, I have to work with doesn't pull their weight. Okay, so is that thought useful? Well, I would say that that might be useful because you may have to come up with strategies. You may need to do something about this. You may need to commit to an action. You may have to have courage to go and confront or have a confrontation or talk to whomever it is you need to do to get some movement on that. So out of the ones I've given you, this one may actually be useful. Now, if it's in a situation where you know going to a boss or you know talking to them about this isn't going to do any good, well, then you need to, to put that off to the side because going into the meeting angry probably isn't going to work in your favor either. However, this one, like I said, this, this one has some, some places to play around with. You might very well need to go in and let them read your body language and see that you need to press through. Each thought though, do you want to buy into it and do you want to buy into the underlying emotion? I don't know that the emotional component going in and being angry and being and not being nice is going to help you any any way, shape or form. However, if you knew that you need to do something about it and your value is peace and calm and collaboration, you keep those in mind at the back of your head, maybe even compassion as you figure out what it is and how you're going to approach this person. It would be better to approach from a place of compassion or collaboration or unity than it would be to come in and basically tell them you suck, right? Maybe they do, but again, would it be useful? The third one down and the fourth one, those are all internal dialogue about yourself. Now, they may be giving you an indication of what you need to do in order to become better tomorrow. So we want to pay attention to that motivational component and then make sure then we move over to what's the value, what's driving me. It's often that we have an emotion which hurts because we're not moving in the direction of what matters, what the value, what, what our values are. Because once we know what those are, then it's easier to commit to an action. Even if we feel like we are going to fail, we might be able to deal with that. We will be more willing to just accept the experience that we might fail versus completely trying to escape, avoid, or control it. So 
I wouldn't necessarily buy, it wouldn't be to our advantage to buy into the last two examples that I gave you. So what I'd like for you to do then is just look at those thoughts, give yourself some distance and pay attention to just writing the thoughts down, just going down each one of those thoughts and saying, is this something worth buying into? Do I want to buy this thought? And notice what happens when you can give yourself some, a little bit of distance between that thought instead of actually wearing that thought like a lens or like a filter in which you see everything through it. This person is not going to pull their weight. That's a lens that you have on and you're going to act in a particular way, which may not be useful to what your long-term goal actually is. If you're dealing with pain and the pain keeps coming back up, well, you can notice that your mind's doing that. That'll give you a little bit of a cushion, a little bit of a distance. And then you can begin to focus on, well, if I can't get rid of the pain, what am I willing to do? What matters right now in this moment? What can I do? What would be a, a values-based committed action that I could, that I would be willing to experience the modicum amount of pain to be able to press through so that at the end of the week, at the end of the year, or whatever the time period is, that I could look back on this and be like, that was actually a meaningful thing. I'm glad I did it, even though I was in that kind of pain. And in fact, you might even be slightly proud of the fact that you did it despite the pain, AKA the death of courage, pressing on through it, even though you're afraid you may not make it. So I hope that you have found this tool useful and I hope that you'll check back in next week as I move into the finding your exceptions and then the week after when I move into how to manage your energy. Now remember, I'm gonna give you a little extra tool, something you can use right in that moment um, one will be more of a mindfulness component, one will be more of a diffusion component, but I'm going to make sure that you get a new tool each week after you listen to the basic concepts and how to deal with the stress. So be sure to check back. May you be well. And until next time.